And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 70. 70's nuts of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm embarrassed. I'm Robert and embarrassed. <laughs> and one of you is introducing our guest. Oh, it's me. I'm yeah. guessing. Hey, <laughs> this is a good friend of mine. He's been on the podcast before. He's an amazing drummer by the name of Warren Andrew P. Hey. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for letting me put you through this this terrible experience. Uh, the pleasure was all mine. I, <laughs> the, movie, the movie we'll be talking about later I've seen before. Happy to see it again. Uh, before we get into that, do we want to talk about some... Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. <laughs> movies we've seen. Some movies we've seen. I haven't seen anything, so so I I'm passing. Boring. Oh no. Max, you're up. <laughs> oh, I better have something. Uh, I watched. Both. Yeah, did you see what happened to me? Yeah, that was that was super cold. Do not make me say boring again. Uh, I watched both of the fire uh, fire fest movies. Ah. And yeah, they were pretty good. It's um, I heard the now, Hulu one is better than the Netflix one. That's but definitely we, true. Okay. But which is which is the one that is also funded by one of the companies? The Netflix one is the one yeah, that's funded. Ah, by. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wait, so the Hulu one turns out better. But what is this? I don't even... So Fire Fest was a uh, um, ja Rule. Uh, yeah, a festival put Are on. Are you by... Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about Ja Rule now. <laughs> yeah. Murder. Yeah. Uh, was he in that song? And baby, be mine, cause I gave. That's a Shanti for sure. I don't know. If he's he, oh, he is in one? that one. Yeah. He jumps in on that one. Yeah. Phew. Woo-hoo. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so uh, this could have gone off the rail. <laughs> they tried to make uh, um, a festival in the Bahamas, but they were oh, lying and cheating right, and doing right. all this. And it was stuff. sort of touted as like an Instagram, like the Instagram yeah. uh, influencers were going to make Fucking this. Fucking millennials big. are ruining everything. <laughs> I know, dude. They shipped so much avocado toast it, to that <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah, it really. It's interesting because they were trying to <clears throat> redo Woodstock. They were trying to create another Woodstock. They did that. It was called Woodstock '99, yeah. and it was all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just seems like yeah, they they missed the mark. They were just trying to. Uh, recreate Woodstock and the number of people. There's like yeah, no yes. heart in Another it whatsoever. Quality. Yeah, it was just about uh, making money and, and getting people together. If to... Jimmy Hendrix had come back from the grave and played the national anthem, people would have booed him. <laughs> <laughs> you sold out. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. want Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, I would I recommend watching it, though. It's pretty interesting it, yeah. about like kind of the, the excesses of humanity. It's hard to like feel sorry for anyone who went there. I feel a little bad for that up. one guy who's been like memed a ton. The one who was like, ha- was tasked with getting that water back. And he was like, just go there and like, Oh yeah. Blow that dude. Like yeah. that fucking sucks. That's bad. Yeah. Bad it gets, stuff. it gets pretty, uh, pretty crazy. I, I don't know. I don't really feel too bad for him. Like, I, relatively. <laughs> yeah. Relatively. The only people I genuinely feel bad for were the people in Bahama, in the Bahamas who like did all the work and never got paid for it. Oh, truly. Yes. And I think a few people made out better at the end. Like, I think there was a woman who was providing a lot of food and I think 
since the movies came out, she has been like reimbursed by oh, like crowdfunding and stuff, good, which good. is good. That's what I was thinking right after yes. I saw I didn't do any crowdfunding, but I was like, <laughs> and then she announced her <laughs> like her own fire festival, and she yeah. was like, this uh, this is gonna be great. Actually. That's what I was thinking. Like, I would love to put on another one, not like uh, me personally. I you would, love uh, yeah. if, if somebody this is somebody Max's platform on, to announce his new <laughs> fire yeah. festival. It's called Fraud Fest. And, uh-huh. uh, Are you gonna yeah. be your, your tight thirty for like exactly. thousands of people? Yeah, I would love to. I, I would just I think it would be cool if people knew what they were getting into to go there and, yeah. and who here hates same. Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring out Ryan Johnson now and then roast him on a spit. Hey, reference to Return or Last Jedi, Return of the Jedi, huh? What's up? What? Okay, continue. <laughs> go on. Move. You ever heard of Star Wars? No, 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 no. I also watched Generation Wealth, which is a documentary of oh god, I, I wish I knew the photographer's name. Uh, but she has like a, a Anne Gates. history of work. I, uh, yes. Banksy. I think there's a great, uh, Monet. There's a great uh, in there. One of those. Um, but anyway, <laughs> she uh, has a history of work. She was um, looking to do something kind of on, like revisit her uh, work from 25 years ago. Hmm. And uh, it was like pictures of uh, kids growing up in L.A. And, um, and so like when she started looking back at her stuff, she realized all everything that she's been doing has been about basically money and how we treat it in hmm. uh, in the US. Do you want me to say the name? Yes, please. Lauren Greenfield? Lauren Greenfield. That, yeah, I knew there was green in there. Um, and it wasn't just the money she's talking about. Oh, cha-ching. Ooh. And uh, it's, it's great. I mean, it's a fantastic movie. I think it's really eye-opening. It's stuff that some stuff you already know and then some stuff it's just hmm. the way they they uh they they show it all from all the different angles of where did the, you what is that on uh i think that was who no that was amazon prime Pro, prime yeah and that i felt like oh this is kind of awful i'm watching about the excesses of money on, uh, on Jeff uh, amazon yeah. platform so <laughs> fuck me all you're, the peasants like, can't watch this one you're in a real biography kick yeah. Are, are you going to watch Leaving Neverland and like cry? Pro- probably. Looks, oh, I, actually, I thought about it. It looks like a bad time. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, let's see. I watched one that wasn't. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I watched Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen that before? It's a I hadn't. That was the first time oh. I hadn't. Uh, but, Lauded. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it myself, but I heard it's good. What'd you think of it? Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I thought that it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever everyone else says is, is right. It's, it's like it's a, it's strange to see okay. it now, like because it's now like what fourteen years old probably, mm-hmm. and like the careers that that movie kind of launched, like Abigail Breslin and Paul Dano are both mm-hmm. like young actors in that movie mm-hmm. who have gone on to do like much bigger. Oh yeah, Paul things. Dano. Yeah, Twitter Shut Iron the Man. Fu- <laughs> no, I'm so glad I was yeah. serious. I like Paul Dano. I hate him. He's the worst. Oh, he's not really a recognizable name. Like uh, I, I wouldn't have known that his name was Paul Dano, but yeah, I, just, I definitely have recognized him from like Thomas stuff. Swiss Army Man and mm-hmm. uh, Swiss Army Man, Ruby, Derby uh, Blood. Yeah, <laughs> he's great in Ruby Sparks. I, I also like he's like briefly in Looper too. Oh yeah, that's mm. right. I he's saw the guy who's like Wait. falling apart because did you say Looper or Luber? Looper, <laughs> Luber, Loop. a triple X parody. It's, yeah, yeah. Of Loop, it's Looper. It's oh, the yeah. it's the uh, asylum knockoff. Looper. <laughs> oh man, those movies are great. Yeah, Ooh. watch a couple of those. They're great. Um, yeah, Paul Dan was good. Anyway. Yeah, Andy, you seen anything? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, House Moving Castle. Mm. Mm. First time or no? I've seen that a million times. Not a million right. times, but a few times. And then that's a great one. that what 
that might be one of my low-key favorite. Like, I really love Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. but I also understand that it's, like, a little more serious mm-hmm. and darker. It's not like you wouldn't usually sit your kid down and see that one no, first. Yeah. It's an adult but movie. that's why I like Howl's Movie Castle. Plus, it's based on books, and mm-hmm. I feel like that story with his art style really, really vibes. I really I think like that one. most of his stories are either... Adapted from something else? or books, yeah. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, For some reason, I thought he was... Castle in the Sky is a retelling of... One of Gulliver's travels, and then oh, the um, Jack Black movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> You're thinking of Goosebumps? Um, <laughs> Good movie. My other favorite Jack Black movie. Uh, and then I've been watching. I'm still getting through the Marvel movies. Uh, up to Ant Man now. The first one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, what else? And I watched all the Oscar movies too. So. <laughs> oh, all those ones. Yeah, yeah no big deal. They're fine. They're fine. Whatever. So. But yeah. anything, uh, anything stand out amongst those? Um, <laughs> phone from the Somebody's other phone chimed I'm in. certain uh, no one heard that on yeah. the mic. Yeah. So. Uh, Star is Born is phenomenal. Okay. Oh. Like I ugly cried at the end of that movie. Sure. It broke me up. It it's was, been, I, so it was it's polarizing because I feel like it's, it's been re it's a movie that's been remade mm-hmm. multiple times over multiple And it's due for another one. Is yes. What yeah. You're mm-hmm. saying. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I feel like, I don't know. I I wonder if it gets like hate just because like have all of them been similarly kind of like had so much criticism on them. Like I don't know. It's it's weird there, to me that there's like a lot of people really either really love it or seem to be like hating on it a lot, which is weird. You should watch it and give it its own. How breath. dare you? <laughs> but, uh, um, that was really good. I really didn't like the Queen movie. I thought it was really Bohemian Rhapsody. F- favorite? No, or, I, I didn't like it. The favorite. No, no, the I Queen movie, the Bohemian Queen. Rhapsody. <laughs> I haven't. That's I got confused because two you people were talking about, at once. Yeah. yeah, that's the only one I haven't seen yet. Okay, because okay, I heard yeah. that one was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my wife loved that. The yeah. favorite. That one looks really. I funny. still I like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I can see why somebody wouldn't. And especially, are you knowledgeable about Queen? Okay, that, I feel like if I knew more, I would hate well, it. Well, I just heard about the Chinese edit of that has mm. all of the any reference to his to his sickness and his his relationships are out of the movie, which is mm-hmm. creating giant plot holes. Mm-hmm. So they were like, um, "How did he?" They're like, "How it's did he die?" Video. He seemed to know that something was going on. It's like, well, he was cold in New York. He wasn't wearing a jacket. <laughs> and he was just, you know. <laughs> um, what's some of the what are the other Oscar movies? Roma. Green, um, oh, Green, Roma's Green Roma's fucking beautiful. And that was on Netflix. That's a gorgeous movie. You should just sit down and watch it. It Like it's just a slice. I watch most of my movies. It's a it's a slice of life movie. Nothing happens. Not exciting, but it's just gorgeous. The guy who made Gravity. It's got all this really big, and it's like uh, black and white. So the depth of field is crazy. There's a shot on the beach that goes on for fucking miles, and it's just it's it's incredible looking. So, oh, check it out. Yep. Rob, you seen anything? Yes. I saw Overlord, which was uh, sort of named after our podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> spinoff. Um, it is what originally was b- believed to be connected to the Cloverfield universe. Mm, really? Um, yes, because mm. it was in like, the can and basically like oh, it is like an Abrams produced movie, yes, isn't it? It was a bad uh, robot. It was in the can. It was primed to be connected. And if you Remember from the amazing movie, The Cloverfield Paradox. No, oh, um, I do not remember because I didn't want to see it. Oh, well, sucked. one of the scientists basically basically sets up any and all f- future films, which is, he says, if you turn on this 
this special reactor, it could create a wormhole in time that could create all sorts of parallel dimensions, including monsters, time travel, Cloverfield aliens, One dimensions, and yeah, 10 yeah. Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, yeah. A mon- uh, aliens could go to 10 Cloverfield Lane, a place. <laughs> um, so they really kind of just said like anything could happen after this movie because of the events of this movie, which is why people assumed ghosts that an alternate kind of world war two movie was connected to that universe. <laughs> Watch it till the very end. Unfortunately, no after credits or anything to sort of imply that it was, I was so bummed. It was like very boring to me. Hmm. I watched it. They, the they, trailer makes it look very frenetic. So that's yeah, they, surprising they, to me. They pair a troop in the, the, the starting is exciting. Cause they're getting kind of, you know, there's flak shot at them as they're kind of like, um, flying in over France. And, they kind of make their way to a French village. They're, they they kind of meet someone. There's a tenuous kind of thing where they're hiding out, but they're in as much danger from hiding the American soldiers as they are just from the Nazis kind of patrolling their town. And eventually they find out that the radio tower they're trying to destroy is on top of like what they discover is like a weird lab where they're experimenting on people, something the Nazis actually did. And, but it's sort of like serums to bring people back from the dead and kind of like give them strength and reanimate them and i just found it like i don't know it just felt like it wasn't a great war movie it wasn't a great zombie movie it just felt like so meh on all Hmm. fronts i was disappointed so i'm curious about what you thought about the cloverfield paradox because that movie felt very meh to me too that was and that was one that clearly and i think was i think they they confirmed that there are straight up scenes that were just added to be like, oh, or um, uh, connect or make it to make it connected to that's, Cloverfield. That's true about Tim Cloverfield yeah. Lane, too, though. But yeah. that was a fantastic movie. That was fantastic. And I would say that, like, the last 10 minutes are maybe my least favorite part in the sense of, like, yeah. it was it sure. was fine without that element of it. But, um, yeah, it. it I'm a sucker for bottle movies, and I was just like, no, don't leave. No, no, this is perfect. Yes, yeah. It would have been better if it was almost just more left ambiguous at Mm -hmm, the end. mm -hmm. Um, What's a bottle movie? A movie that takes place within like a small area. And also just self-contained, like the world isn't blown out as much. 12 Angry Men is a famous one. Uh, What's another one? That's it. Uh, That's 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 the only one, yeah. The Fly episode of... Breaking Bad. Yeah. A, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. I hated that one. I really hated it's that one. It's a polarizing one. one. Some people mm-hmm. really hate it and some people really but like that's it. Just a- I stopped watching at that point. That was my last episode. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I watched Us. Oh. Jordan Peele's two movie. From visionary director Jordan Peele. Yes. From the visionary director Jordan Peele. I've watched it twice now. And it's great. And I don't want to say too much because it's still in theaters and it's quite good. And I would really recommend people go see it. Even... If you're scared, Yay. guys, oh. Andrew said he might go see it. Um, no, it is. It is scary. And I think it's scary, not just because it's a horror movie and there's scary parts, but because like the, the actual concept is very scary um, of the idea of like being confronted with some alternate version of yourself. Um, yeah, it's quite good. And everyone's very good. Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke, the stars of it. And, Tim Heidecker is quite good. Hey. And hey. so is Elizabeth Moss. And the young actors' names escape me, unfortunately, but they're, they're kid actors in it, who are, which are always kind of a wild card. They're all very good. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. You should really do yourself a favor and go see it while it's, uh, while it's out in the theater. It's a fun movie-going experience. I forgot to ask. Did you guys see Alita? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. fantastic. Was, yeah. Just check. Brought me to the world. Uh, are we ready to talk about... Andy's mystery movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sure are. 
Yes, this is the theme song to the film Tiptoes, <laughs> starring Matthew McConaughey, Gary Oldman, Kate Beckinsale, Patricia Arquette, and Peter Dinklage. David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer, <laughs> dag himself, shows up in this movie. Uh, Tiptoes is about a, a family <laughs> of little people. The one difference is Matthew McConaughey is a full-grown person who is ashamed of his family. He impregnates his girlfriend, Kate Beckinsale, by raw-dogging her two to three times a week <laughs> and is afraid that he is going to have a child that is a little person, much like his brother, played by Gary Oldman, his twin brother. An equally handsome <coughs> twin yeah. brother. Um, uh, there are accents aplenty in this movie. There are wigs aplenty in this movie. Cornrows. Cornrows. It feels like they were just like they just said like, "Hey, everyone, just go for it." There are just... there are choices abound throughout yes. this movie, including like people just going for it with accents. People like <laughs> David Allen Greer just like, yeah, "That's a wig. I'll put that on." <laughs> yeah. That, hey, what's in this box? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> something that won't look my real look like, like my real hair. Cool. I'll put it on. Um, what did you guys think of Tiptoes? This is three of our first voyages of watching Tiptoes and one of ours. Uh, yes. Robert, this is your... This is my second time. Second time, okay. Second time raw-dogging with Tiptoes. Uh, um, <laughs> I, yes, I'm I'm biased and I'm also historically a sucker for good, bad movies. I think this is a, this is a pretty good, good, bad movie, but I think it, it's got to be like... And even in, even in this environment, like we could tell it was not missing the mark as far as like it wasn't being very... Funny, but it was also clearly trying to like be serious at certain points, and it just wasn't hitting its stride. I think it's a pretty good, good bad film. If you have a group, I think this would be a miserable solo watch. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I, I'm, I am biased. I, I, I enjoy it for just how strange of a. I can't believe it was made. I, I can't. How did this get made? Huh, I've name, never heard that phrase before. What we're changing this name? Yeah, what is that? Uh, what about you guys? Because this is your first time, all your first time. So Our maiden voyage with Tiptoes. <laughs> Andy? Um, yeah, you? I'll go for it. It's, it was my choice. Um, yeah, you have a lot to, to yeah. atone to. for, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a tiptone for. Oh, Ooh, boy. Um, yeah, it was bad. Um, there were... You're right. They tried a lot of things, and it felt like a lot of things didn't make it in the movie, like and made it in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, there's a lot of subplots that go nowhere. They it's, just they just, <clears throat> just they just walk off the movie. It's interesting that you you brought up while we were watching that there's apparently there was a cut of this movie that was yeah. extremely watchable. <laughs> it was, but that does not exist anymore because yeah. the studio kind of fudged it up. I like watch, you know, like there are movies where you see it and you're like, ooh, there's a lot of studio fingerprints over this. I bet there's a good movie in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. I can't see it. Hashtag release the Snyder see, Cut. I, <laughs> there has to be a Snyder <laughs> Cut of this, yeah. I, I can see it in, in parts, though, because yeah. like when McConaughey gets all fucking broken up yeah. and starts punching stuff, I'm like, wow, he's actually acting. But the like. 80 minutes before that lead up to that like th there's like 80 minutes of bad movie and like is, i'm but i mean all the stuff with the little people is fine they're yeah. they're acting very well and it's, yeah yeah it's yeah all fine i don't think i don't think anybody like even though we kind of made i made a snide comment about everybody hey a snyder comment um mm. hashtag mm. release the snyder cut um <laughs> That like everybody's doing like weird accents, like they're all acting good in it. Like even Gary Oldman, who's doing like a fucking weird ass Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, which we just we realized, or I think we decided he is trying. He's to trying to match Matthew McConaughey. We haven't talked about that yet. 
he plays a little person. Yeah, yeah Gary, yes. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman which, plays a little person. This is the worst, in my opinion. Yeah, this is the worst decision that that movie made. Yes, like by it, far. And it it really ruins it, any chance that you could take it seriously. Any kind yeah. of credibility. Yeah, I it almost makes it play like a comedy, even with just when he's on screen, because it is a movie filled with recognizable and otherwise talented so actors and actresses here, that are little. Like, here's a question. This is 2003 when this comes out, right? Yeah. Ah, what did what Gary Oldman done before that? Like, what do we know him from before? Fifth Element, Leon mm-hmm. the Professional, uh, freaking so, uh, not. So he's he the bad guy. Hannibal by then. He's um, the, he's the bad guy in all those. Very recognizable, but still like not a leading man. Yeah, we'll probably have to look it up. Um, yeah, not like he is. He wasn't like a list per mm-hmm. se, but I think he was and bankable are, enough. To... Act- actors are terrible, egotistical monsters. Generally, so so, yeah. so if he's like, "Ooh, I get to do this acting role of a lifetime where I get to play a little person," yeah, he's gonna jump at it. But the he played Winston Churchill for fuck's sake. Like, sure, how pretentious can you be? But the pre- yeah the. And Commissioner Gordon, I don't, I don't know. Oh yes, Commissioner, yeah, yeah. But the was that before this movie? No. Okay. No, those Batman movies. The conceit of just like I think with first one else. Okay, so Somewhere right up. after they're like, I saw you in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you have play, I got an actor for you? Can guys? you play four feet taller? Um, <laughs> the fact that they that he was like down with that is just kind of boggling, especially yeah. just in it in a movie. With actors of size. With it a just lot, is weird to me. And it's a lot of really recognizable... Well, and especially now, because Peter Dinklage is mm-hmm. like plays like his mm-hmm. riding partner on his on their wacky motorcycles. Yeah, but there's, And yeah, he's right. got a crazy French accent. He's hanging off of Patricia Arquette the whole movie. And I was just kind of like, maybe not this character, but like, it's just crazy that like they had this guy mm-hmm. in the movie and, and they could have had... Th- that could have totally worked out. He would have been yeah. an interesting brother to Matthew McConaughey's character. Right. I don't know. It's it's bizarre. But then Peter Dinklage wouldn't have been able to been doing his wonderful French accent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he says like at some point he's like he says like fuck I want the crepe. Yeah, it it felt like it felt like every once in a while he needed to say like French a French word up. to like yeah. get back yeah, in the it. accent. Yeah. Like he was losing it a little bit and he had to like throw in like a I uh, need a fucking clip and he's like ah oh, I'm back in the yeah, yeah yeah back in the accent where's yeah when's the last time I saw the Arc de Triomphe so, <laughs> w- wasn't he the guy who also made the motorcycle things the tricycles yeah they had these like very weird looking not that I haven't seen these on the road by driven by all manner of people but it was just like they really stand out. Yeah, they they were quite else. they were quite an, an eyesore Maybe. because it wasn't like not the shape of them, but like they were like blue, like bright blue and bright yellow. Yeah. It looks like something that like like you would buy like a Ghostbusters toy, and it's like a vehicle that was never in the cartoon, <laughs> right. but like yeah. for some reason they're, they come with it, and you're like, huh, like the Ecto three? What is this? Like. <laughs> Maybe we should just talk about all the weird shit that happened in this movie. Sure, because so much. The the this like as a total, it's really boring. But if you just stack up all the weird shit, it's kind of incredible. That's true. Um, well, the one that was pointed out by my wife, she texted me after I let her know that we were <laughs> oh watching this movie, was that uh, Kate Beckinsale pretty early on takes a pregnancy test, and it's draped across the <laughs> top her of her cup. coffee cup. <laughs> Not an empty coffee cup. Either. Oh no, she was sipping She's, on yeah, it. She- <laughs> She put the um, she put the, the pregnancy test on top. She dropped dropped a couple sugar cubes in there past it. <laughs> Such a weird detail. I don't. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Max, but, I'm sorry. We didn't get your thoughts yeah, on the, on right, the movie. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't get your whole. Oh uh, yeah, I thought it could have 
been better, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. No, well, but I, I thought it did something interesting, obviously. It's, uh, go like, on. <laughs> it's giving a platform to people who don't normally have that platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is it also, like, sweeps the rug out from underneath them when it just, like, throws... By having a... Per- yeah. Like, yeah, I like, think, like, the... They center it around Matthew McConaughey, and then the the person who's playing against him is Gary Oldman. What yes. the? Yeah. So it, that really bothered me, but it brings <clears throat> up a lot of interesting things that you don't think about normally. That, and things I didn't know. Yeah. About that, I wish there was a term for blackface, but little people, because that's what that was. Yeah. Big face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. But, it does bring. You're right. It does bring up like I think interesting things and like I, I agree with you like I think it brings up things that people probably don't think about when they even when they think about what life is like for a little person the fact that like Gary Oldman is going through a lot of physical ailments mm-hmm. because of his body and they say when uh, the, the child's gonna be born they're like the child is just in pain right your yeah. organs are too big for your body it's just like you might cry all, he cried all the time when he was a kid like yeah yeah, yeah. And there, there's a lot of those interesting questions you know do you have the kid do you do you avoid having the kid all this stuff is that like euthanasia and is right this, like there are a ton of interesting questions that are there there are a ton of interesting just things uh interesting story that is not presented very well no. in yeah. this movie yeah, like, and so uh, like watching it, I just felt, oh, I I would love to see this movie done well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like the main thread is that they don't know if they want to have the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have the baby like two thirds of the way through the movie, and that's no mm-hmm. longer the focus. And then we have like half an hour of them just yeah. noodling around. Yeah. And well, then the the baby's there and crying sometimes when it's convenient. And yeah. then when they need to have yeah. a conversation. They put it. The in The baby the other shuts room. up. Yeah. yeah. They just go outside. Well, they do, and they they kind of set up, which is maybe the bigger issue, which is that Matthew McConaughey is born into a family. He is he is a, a dwarf, yeah. but genetically he is just he is just normal size. So he lives with and his brothers with his whole family is our little people, and he's sort of in denial about he he hasn't told his wife about his family or his brother when she meets him for the first time. It's 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 a complete surprise. And it throws this sort of doubt into her mind, which is like, what does this mean for us moving forward, having a child? What what are the odds of something of them also becoming or also being born a little person? Um, and yeah, like you guys pointed out, like there's so many serious things about it that translate to real life that get lost in like every once in a while they put on some weird music and there's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a funky scene where you're just kind of like... Yeah. What is it this just, doing in this movie? It just doesn't jive. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. weird small things like uh, the timing of cuts, the lighting and the audio and all that stuff that's there's, just done really poorly. Yeah, there's a very weird, and we point out when we were watching, there's a very weird scene where McConaughey's <laughs> oh, on the phone with oh, Kate Beckinsale. Oh my God. <laughs> the scene is so it's funny. Like, it is like, it is like, yeah, it's, you're right. It was like nefarious. It was like, it was like yeah. one, one half of the call is like a horror movie and the other half of the call is like a phone sex line. It's like <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> weird. Well, you could even swap them because it's 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 all close-ups of like her um, Beckinsale. Of, of Kate Beckinsale's lips. It never shows her eyes even like her or her nose or anything it's just her lips kind of talking uh, to the phone it does show her eyes yeah. and there's a, it, it does a weird scroll up to her eyes and then back down to her lips so and, it, and there's kind of like height, there's this face. tension in the call and she's she's saying like i met your family and it was 
so good to meet them. But it's sort of like threatening, almost like, yeah. I've got them all tied up. Like, you don't bring $10,000 to the drop point. That's what it. the undertone of it was like, which was like so bizarre. Right, and his call was like the kind of call that somebody would be before they get start getting chased by the killer on a beach. Yes. Like, he's just like nervously sitting on this log and like, well, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, and like, it just feels like any second now somebody's gonna like jump up from behind him and start stabbing And in him. the scene, in the context, I think it's like him... Because I think in that scene, like, she's meeting the family because she went with Rolf and decided to meet them. It wasn't because McConaughey invited them. Right. He's kind of in denial, doesn't want to talk about it. So I think his reaction is sort of, like, genuine in the sense of, like, someone calls you up and is like, hey, just met your whole family, you didn't tell me out. And he's kind of like, shit, yeah, well, uh, great. And he's kind of just trying to just ice it over. But... The whole thing plays like so. It's truly like from another movie. Yeah. It's such a bizarre scene. Then he invites his coworker to the party for no fucking reason. It's almost like a spiteful thing. He's yeah. like, hey, what are you up to right now? You want to go to a party? It feels like. But then they go to the party and he's like, this is my fiance. It feels like, like they're what? setting up like a. Like I'm he's going to. I'm going to make you jealous yeah. or like I'm, I'm going to get revenge on you by pretending like I'm cheating on you thing. And then, yeah, it just gets dropped immediately. (laughs) Like she's at the party and he just like buzzes her off. And in fact, he kind of, he kind of his, uh, he's, he's there with his wife and he's like, yeah, Oh, these are my coworkers and my fiance. And she's like, well, there's a lot of midgets at this party. And he goes, well, and Kate Beckins goes, well, actually they're, uh, prefer to be called little people. And he goes, well, hey, now you're getting the terminology, and he kind of is like, he's like, hey, I'm into my wife again. Wow, you yeah. guys scram. Like, yeah. Get out of here. I fall in love all over again. Yeah. And then we go to the best subplot, which is David Allen Greer trying to get with a... Trying. Oh, get with yeah. a little person. Successfully trying. In the middle of a glass room in the party. I think, yeah, he's in the conservatory <laughs> with the penis. Yeah. I mean, the- I don't know... If there were supposed to be people in that room along with them, but maybe it was just the cameraman and they forgot to cut him out. There was somebody actually in the room to the side. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) It was so brightly lit. The whole movie is sort of so brightly lit, even during the night scenes, that Gary Oldman turns the lights on in that room. And it's like, well, we all... We saw, saw it. We saw it happening. without the lights yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're just really kind of putting a cherry on top. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. We see them now. That movie is so L.A. Like, like, it, like <laughs> that was my experience in you know, LA. Like, like, like that, that, that where they're having the party looks like a completely staged yep. house. Yeah, and yeah. The Ellie's like a character in. in this movie. Yeah, well, like, uh, I love you, man, and uh, hey, thanks, dude. Uh, La La Land. They <laughs> love both, you too. They both feel like just L.A. Yeah, and this it, movie had the same feel. It was very studio, very, yeah. very set up, very uh, created. Which is funny because movie. I think there's a part in the beginning of the movie where Peter Dinklage and Patricia Arquette are like railing against how much they hate Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like they would probably cut the half hour out of my movie and make it the trash. Um, yeah, Dinklage's accent in this is. It's wild. I don't know what the decision was because was it just like you? It has nothing to do with the plot. There's nothing like. Other than like railing against people at one point because he's like, oh, America, huh? I am yeah. French and I'm proud. And it's like, oh, an extra layer to you being an asshole. Right. What? He could have so just as easily possible. been from New York and hated people from L.A. Like For, it just was like. And his whole. So the whole thing with Gary Oldman in this film is that he is friends like buddies with and and writing partners with Gary Oldman's character. He, he seems Gary Oldman seems like he cannot stand Peter Dinklage. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Like even when they first show up, you're like, where Where do they even meet? They seem yeah. to like be just like right about to not be friends anymore. I think he's just lonely. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. Is he's just looking for anybody? Sure. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he settles on Kate Beckinsale. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But he. But yeah. yeah he. They. 
they meet and then they meet Patricia Arquette pretty almost first thing in the movie because they she gets kicked off a bus for being a manic pixie dream yeah Yeah. um and and yeah they just proceed to be just train wrecks the whole rest of the film they make out in a playground and they made all sorts of crazy stuff where it just sort of like why are you in this film like i feel like it would have been a tighter film without them kind of yucking it up the whole time right albeit it would have been less entertaining as far as like but it was like weird it was a contrast to the relationship with Matthew McConaughey and That's how true. they're a train wreck and and I think like a little bit of jealousy on his part where it's like mm-hmm. he just meets this woman and it's kind of they kind of have they kind of stay together for a while and kind of have this kind of you know this honeymoon kind mm-hmm. of period where they're just kind of all about each other and he's kind of mumbling and grumbling because he's like well shit I have Nothing. this I have I have, to have this woman that I met and she's kind of like two timing me or or says she wants to be with me and then hooks up with this mm-hmm. other guy so yeah there's that too but. Talk about a weird, a hard yeah. relationship to be jealous of. They were both so bizarre. Yeah, he gets court, he gets braids later in the movie too. <laughs> she braids his hair. Oh my goodness! So the the like the I guess the end of the movie is you know McConaughey is concerned about having a, a child with dwarfism, and they give birth. The child does indeed have dwarfism and he's really upset. the hospital. He, he burns the hospital to the ground. <laughs> I just insert the scene with Joker blowing the hospital yeah. up and that's Put kind of face over walking. It. Um, he punches a hole in the wall. He walks away. Doctor- it eventually leads to them. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, and Matthew McConaughey separating off screen, off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She shows up at Gary Oldman's house and just mentions casually that they, they, they kind of have like a discussion, but yeah, she just shows up and is like, Sorry to inconvenience you. And he's like, wow, you should have called. Yeah. <laughs> <About> that. <laughs> um, but they do separate. And then um, she, yeah, they spend like 30 minutes at this house. Uh, 30 minutes of the movie, not like 30 minutes in real time. Of the movie. Real time. It's 30 four, minutes of screen years. time. And uh, yeah, McConaughey shows up, basically says like, yeah, I still like to want to be the kid's dad, but hey, brother, take care of my woman. And then like, and then that's how the movie ends. They kiss and. It is like one of the most confusing, least satisfying mm-hmm. conclusions to a movie. We were all like, I, Robert, you've seen the movie before. And you're like, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that's, how this that's how it ended. ends. And all of us who had and not seen it, says, it before were like, this is yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. Well, it does. If we wait a, a few more seconds, it says uh, for to see the true ending, go to tiptoes.com <laughs> <laughs> and enter a QR code to... <laughs> Uh, it is a very bizarre Rolf ending. Because... will return in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, yeah, that is such a weird, be- and there's nothing to imply earlier in the movie that Rolf was like hitting on, on Kate Beckinsale yeah, like, or was like wanted like... to be a father. He was just trying to be like nice. He was just trying to be nice and also just be like, I wish my brother wasn't ashamed of this part of his life because yeah. this this is him too. Like he has the benefit of not having the, the, the physical uh, proportions of, of someone with dwarfism, but like he is, he's one of us too. He's part of the family. He comes to our, our parties. It's like, that's, that's who he is. So, but I mean, it's bizarre for, for her. She like goes through a bunch of emotional steps. I mean, I'm not trying to defend this movie. It's not good. No, but no, she, go ahead. She goes to the family, meets the family. Mm-hmm. Andy, you're wearing a tiptoes hat. Why are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I in fact, it's that Kate Beckinsale hat. She wouldn't. <laughs> in fact, can you drop that? Can you drop that knowledge on us? Because I didn't oh, know that right. before. Yeah. So um, one of the stipulations of her being in the movie was that she had to have a scene with this hat she loved, which 
apparently the producers hated, but the director left in. It's a nightcap. It's like yeah, it's like, it's like when you yeah. see an old movie of somebody <laughs> yeah. who's uh, wearing their PJs in the yeah. The I heard Kate Beckinsale uh, put on her kerchief and threw yeah. up in the sack. Oh, that's what I should have played. There's a there's a great uh, community episode where there's a uh, they like make up this fictitious rapper in community, and he has a song about. Um, <laughs> Wearing a nightcap when he goes to yeah. sleep. <laughs> I love community. That's yeah. just rules. <laughs> wearing a nightcap. I'm gonna see if I. I, I think uh, I look have for it, it while so, we're yeah. talking but about it. Yeah, 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 you were talking about. Yeah, uh, so she, she, everyone in the movie doesn't really have an arc. Like their characters just appear and then don't. They just. But she has the revelation that her husband has problems with his, her, his family, her little people, and she grows to love them, and then she accepts them, and. Then falls in love with Gary Oldman, sort of, sort, sort yeah. of. It doesn't even seem like that. They just kiss. It, I, I, yeah. yeah, I but, think she was just like, oh, if I had to guess, I would. If I had to put more importance on this movie than than maybe what was considered <laughs> in during the filming, I think she was like overwhelmed by like somebody being supportive of yeah, their child. Yeah, yeah, truly, someone yeah. being like there for her and for, and not being asked to be, just being like, this is the right thing to do, and I want to help you. And he even said when she first kind of like. It's revealed. She meets him, and it's revealed that he's a twin. He's his twin brother, and mm-hmm. he's kind of like, "Hey, you know, by the way, congratulations." And I don't know if anyone else had said that to her uh, before Previous, the movie. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like just normal things that you would do. Like that's <laughs> he's he's kind of being yeah. supportive. So yeah, he's, it's ambiguous, but it is like an odd ending that it's kind of like. Whereas McConaughey what, doesn't change at all. Right. He just is yes. like he can't. Do he's the one who's grown up with his family, but can't. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, straight up, at, like, pillow talk, like, you might need to go talk to someone about yeah. how you, you feel about help. your family. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's kind of, like, dumbfounded, like, oh, my God. Um, Get me back to the Dallas Buyers Club. I can't. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> uh, Andrew, you got something Oh, I do, yeah. <laughs> Who's, Jacques Slade is the name of the Who plays the fake rapper? I don't know that. Okay, but you're not really eating milk and cookies right before bed, right? That's crazy. <laughs> I think we're just listening to this. Yeah, I think this is the podcast now. Um, copyright, copyright. But it is very funny. Like, what a what a strong bargainer. She's like, hey, you know what? I got this hat. I like. <laughs> if you want me in the movie, yeah. the hat's got to be in. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Slade is that's the, his name. Oh, so he, real guy. Like, yeah, real guy has made mu- music for movies, but also made like a couple songs for community. That's very funny. Yeah. And also made the bed every time he slept. <laughs> um, one thing that sucks about this movie is... One the, thing. The women are just <laughs> passed off to guys. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, yeah. They're just fucking objects that are just yeah, like, yeah. oh, and I'm not dating you now, so... Kate Beckinsale seems to have a little bit of an arc in terms of like, she... Like, there's a lot of information that she processes through this movie, but, like, I don't feel like she has a lot to do mm-hmm. in it. Like, even though her character seems to have a bit of, like, a realization and an arc in terms of, like, learning this information, processing, and then, like, becoming, I guess, like, at peace with it. Like, yeah. she did, like as an actress, she's not doing anything. Yeah. Think, things happen to her and she reacts to them. Yeah. But it's... She... She is it's, not the thrust. She's not able to right. like be the one like going out and moving forward and experience. It's just like all happening to her. Right. Of. 
And then Patricia Arquette is just like wild. There. Yeah, she is just yeah. there to sow chaos, I guess. Yes. Or uh, Gary Oldman's old Sally was that her name? Yeah, she's just there to. I get with God. Yeah. So. Well, it kind of affects him because like it's this weird thing where he meets her again. They had been together before, and he's kind of like telling her current lover like, "Hey, we're not like that mm-hmm. anymore." And then sort of like maybe thinks that they'll get back together. She's having a fling in the middle of this party. So it's like kind of like she's watching him the whole time, kind of like dealing with this and not everyone's like, Oh, you were good together. You, oh, and like uh, McConaughey says like, you should have seen them. They were like an old couple when they were first going yeah, out. And then and like, like, even at the end of the movie, when Kate Beckinsale goes to the house, she goes, how is the, how are things with Sally? And he's like, Oh, we're not talking right now. And she goes, I really liked you two together. And it's like, Everybody saw everybody yeah. saw her fuck Dave Allen Greer at this party, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, this is not like a mystery to yeah. everyone. You were great together, like, especially the, during that party when you when she was getting raw dog. Oh my god, that was the other line that's like very funny. Raw, is that, raw dagged Dave Allen Greer. Mm, mm. <laughs> when uh, Matthew McConaughey is shocked to find out that they're pregnant, and she says, "He says, well, we've always used protection." She's like. What about those two or three times a week that you've woken yeah, me up? Yeah, that was kind of. I, I could not handle that. <laughs> like, in his mind, they must have sex so many times a week that the two to three times a week that he sneaks in and raw and like here's a here's they a have sex with no protection. It's like it slips his mind. But, uh, yeah, I think they implied he that he was asleep during all of that, <laughs> oh, and he boy. forgot about it. Um, I think this is a conversation they've had before. This is Matthew McConaughey and uh, and Kate Beckinsale is like. Hey, uh, Matthew, you're kind of gaining a, a little bit of weight. Well, that's crazy. I, I eat salads uh, five times a week. <laughs> what about those three times every night that you eat burgers and <laughs> bowls of chili? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I forgot about that. There's a lot of, like, revelations, like, conversations like that. Like, uh, Matthew, it says, I don't know why, Matthew, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't remember the character's name. Yeah, that's I think why. it's because you're talking about revelations. Steve? Yeah. I think his name is Steve. Steve, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, Steve, it says here that, uh, uh never mind. Uh, <laughs> wow. Completely bail, bail on bail the bit. Says here. Uh, never mind. No, keep going. Keep yeah. going. Come on. Uh, no. Um, cool, dude. So, like, <laughs> I, I, we've spent about uh, the, the, most of the discussion kind of talking about how this movie doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend people watch the movie? Absolutely. If you like Plan Nine from Aerospace or The Room or whatever, you like to riff movies. Yes. I yes. I stress that it is if if you're willing to kind of like to riff because we we joked a little bit during over, yeah. over the course of it for sure. I feel like if you're with a little even a small group a small group of people, don't watch it on your own. Maybe um, unless you're that, masochistic. Yes. Yeah. Then I would say it, it's fine for a single watch. I'm a glutton for punishment. This is my second time. Fine by me. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, but it is, it's strange. It's really strange. It doesn't doesn't really work. You can kind of see little glimmers of where, what they were going for maybe, or or maybe where like a better movie was shining through. I don't know what this mysterious cans cut was all about. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, it's a strange one. And it's also, I think, one of those things too where you're seeing Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale and Gary Oldman, all these people where you're just like, and, and, uh, uh, and Peter is, Dinklage? Yes, Peter Dinklage, where it's just like, my God, like these people have kind of like just been just shot forward in like their stardom. And this movie is just, a, it feels like a stain yeah, for, for them. Yeah. It's, it's so bizarre. It's I would like so to see bizarre. it done well. I would like to see it the same movie, yeah. uh, but 
with some love <laughs> put into right, it. Right, yeah. yeah. Some care put into actually, like, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. And a little softer touch. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I think, I like like you all said, I, there's a lot of parts of the movie that I think are, like, good for riffing. And if you have, like, a, a group of people together, it could be fun to watch. I, it is very boring throughout like most of the movie too yeah. like, there's a lot the scenes are long they don't yeah. they don't they linger on things for they are they're like in, in terms of like i don't mean this in like terms of the quality of the movie i mean sure. in terms of like the ability to like riff and have fun this movie really peaks and valleys so like there are parts of the movie where it is like it is like wild what's going on on screen and yeah. everybody could just like you could crack like a thousand jokes but then you have to go through like 20 minutes of the movie where like nothing is happening and like grim serious. Yeah. Just like our babies in pain. You don't understand. You're just like, right. Oh boy. So it's just like, yeah, I think like there are parts of it. You could have fun watching. There are other parts where you're just like, this feels like I'm, I'm a bad person for like even (laughs) having cracked a joke earlier in this movie. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm mixed on it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, see yeah, it in, see it in theaters. See it, yeah, that's what I. Yeah, it's get coming the, back around. Get the Criterion Collection. This Ooh. one's for you, Rolf. Um, yeah. Before we go, Andy, anything you want to plug or anything you want to say before we go? Nope. Okay. I got nothing. Great. Wow. All right. <laughs> I want to say uh, thanks to our fans for listening. Yeah. Hey, fans. Thanks a lot. Yeah, hey. You're fantastic. I know. I yeah. but I do appreciate the because I was I was very intrigued what the mystery would oh, yes. be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, hard to stump me. I had seen this one before, but hopefully uh, you'll invite me one. back and I'll. I, I, this is this was a <laughs> Andrew, deep turn reach. off the mics. We'll talk about this. <laughs> um, but I can I can definitely pull farther back and I can also get like good movies. Mm. No, thank you. All right. <laughs> so I don't know. I you got Max said that this podcast was originally started to watch bad mm-hmm. movies. And you guys did the watch. Was, uh, we yeah. we ride the line a little bit just because like we also value. It kind of um, turned into like let's watch some comic book movies and mm-hmm. we'll talk about those. Yes. Or just yeah. you know like I think we all watch enough media that it's just I, I'm speaking for myself, but I just think it's fun to be able to talk about it to you guys and sure. talk about it in general because we have similar tastes yeah. for it's the most a, part. It's a chore for me. I like to, <laughs> 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 it really takes a lot out of me, but I, I can definitely <laughs> dig through some stuff because I have a bunch of movies that are like absolute must watches that most people just sure. haven't seen because sure. oh, good, they're good. they're like 70 years old and people are like man black and white boring and then oh wow. you got us sold <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man sounds boring, great boring stuff from 100 years no, ago no, wonderful I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna watch that movie where the train just <laughs> the train coming into the station yeah. I tried to watch it it was too scary I so ran, scary. ran out of the theater <laughs> yeah that and us I just that's oh, a yeah. that's a double feature <laughs> well Andy well, I would I'd, I'd love to have you back. Yeah, yes, great. absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, All right. Yes. For yeah. Now my stay. What? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. All right. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>